Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello, and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined me for episode 75. Today, we have the second part of Dr. Carolyn Dean's All About Magnesium. If you haven't listened to episode 74, which was last week, you might want to check that out since that is part one. A little bit about Dr. Dean, if you don't remember, she has been in the forefront of health issues for over 30 years and is the leading expert on magnesium. She's a medical doctor, a naturopath, herbalist, acupuncturist, nutritionist, and inventor who has authored and co-authored over 35 books, including The Magnesium Miracle, IBS for Dummies, Hormone Balance, Death by Modern Medicine, and she has over 110 Kindle books. She is very passionate about helping people, and that comes through loud and clear during the interviews. And that's a little bit about Dr. Carolyn Dean. Before we get into the interview, I do want to make a couple announcements. As you know, you're listening to the Low Carb Leader podcast. I am going to add a second podcast on the same channel. That way you do not have to resubscribe somewhere else. And it's going to be called the Low Carb Entrepreneur. I'm really excited about this. What I'm going to do in this podcast is I'm going to interview entrepreneurs who have started businesses around low carb or ketogenic products. It's going to be a little bit different. We're really not going to be talking about their products so much as how they got started with the business, what brought them to the business, the challenges they faced, the challenges that they're still facing, the successes that they've had, and lessons learned. So you'll be able to learn all about the low carb and keto topics with the low carb leader. And then you can learn more about entrepreneurs in the low carb or ketogenic space. So that's going to be pretty cool. And if you're an entrepreneur yourself, you definitely want to check this out. So check out the podcast. I plan on publishing the low carb entrepreneur on Sunday and the low carb leader on Wednesday. So in addition, I'm going to add another segment that's just going to be about me. (laughs) You may not, you may not want to listen anymore, but uh, just to give you a little bit about what I'm going to do, I am doing a personal reboot over the last six, six to 12 months. I've had a lot of life changes. I'll probably talk about those more as we go on, but I kind of got away from being healthy. It, before I moved to St. Louis, I was extremely focused on my health. I ate organic. I never drank. I never did anything that was unhealthy. And over the last six to 12 months, I've kind of slipped and, you know, that's all part of it. You know, you listen to my podcast and you think that you, well, you may think that it's just, I'm always on target. I'm always tuned in, but it's, isn't that way. I think we all, you know, slip from time to time especially away from our health because it's easy to do. All that being said, I am going to do a personal reboot. I actually started this about two weeks ago and I'm going all in and I didn't know what to name it. 
And I was thinking something like personal reboot, creating optimal health. I couldn't really come up with anything. And I had a friend who I was talking to about this. And he said, Dan, you just need to get your ass back in shape, right? So I may just call it hashtag get my ass back in shape. And that kind of uh, sums it up. So we'll see. If you think that's a good name for what I'm about to do, email me at dan at com and let me know. Or if you have a better name, and I'll tell you what, if somebody offers a better name than get my ass back in shape, I will send you a book. So there's, there's your encouragement to try to give me a better name for it. But what I'm going to do is I have actually gone all in. I have emptied my refrigerator. I have all organic pasture fed. I'm going to do some Facebook lives. I'm going to show you my refrigerator with what I'm doing there. I'm doing something a little bit different. I have started IV nutrition because I have really bad allergies. I started that a couple weeks ago and my allergies are so much better. I'm amazed. And I know it's because of that, because in the past I've tried pretty much everything else and it, nothing worked. So I've been doing infrared saunas, uh, grounding, walking outside, working out, eating a ketogenic diet with the exception of, I have a little bit of carbs after I work out because I'm trying to gain a little bit of weight. One of my issues is I lose weight too quickly, but that's a problem just like gaining weight. So I'm trying to keep my weight on. I've been doing floating, oxygen bar, all kinds of stuff. So over the next six to eight weeks, I am going to be doing quick little podcasts about the benefits of each of these modalities, we can call them, and whether I'm personally feeling improvement from them. So it's kind of an experiment N equals one for me. I will also do quick Facebook lives. If you're not a member of the Facebook page, just go to the Low Carb Leader Facebook page and sign up and I'm going to do quick Facebook lives. I'm going to do them from around St. Louis. So if you don't really want to hear me talk about something, at least you will see something that's cool in St. Louis, like the arch or the cathedral or something else. So I'll be doing it from around St. Louis, but I'm going to be highlighting these different things that I'm doing and just different tips. All right. Well, that's all my announcements. If you want to make sure that you get all the information about everything that's going on, if you go to the lowcarbleader.com, sign up for my email. So go to the lowcarbleader.com, sign up. There's a free six week low carb plan. Get that and get on the email list. And then you can kind of track and follow what I'm doing. And, and I think it's going to be very beneficial to you as well. Go to the low carb leader Facebook page. Make sure you like that because that's where the Facebook lives are going to be and interviews with other entrepreneurs and other people. Check out the Instagram, Low Carb Leader on Instagram. I'm going to be putting some clips on there. And then Twitter at Daniel Perryman. So check me out on all the social media platforms. I'm really excited about kind of rolling my personal journey out. I'm really excited about the Low Carb Entrepreneur. And I'm really excited about part two of Dr. Carolyn Dean. All right. We're ready to roll. Dr. Carolyn Dean, part two, all about magnesium. Are we at higher risk for magnesium deficiency being low carbers? It's possible for many reasons. Um, Let me just go with the low carb. Uh, 
hopefully most low carbers are eating a lot of uh, vegetables you know the low carb vegetables have a lot of fiber so they don't have the sugar and they may have more minerals but i'm going to kind of burst that balloon a little because there there are hardly any minerals left in in soil Right. Soil has been farmed out, farmed over. Unless you put rock dust in the soil, it's not going to be high in minerals. You can say, well, my farmer's organic or I just eat organic. It doesn't mean the farmer puts minerals back in the soil. And the U.S. Uh, DA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, 100 years ago, um, we were getting about 500 milligrams of magnesium in an average diet. Now we're lucky to get 200. I get people coming to me, they'll be on 40 ounces of green, blended green drink a day, or they'll be raw, vegan, or whatever, and they're eating every vegetable in sight, and they're having heart palpitations and leg cramps. And it's very quick for them to get better just by replacing some minerals because they're basically healthy, but they're low in minerals. Um, carb, so the, the carb thing, it, it's not necessarily going to give you your minerals. And then when you're, um, you have a lot of protein, here's where the, the B vitamins and magnesium come in. And when you talk about B vitamins, you have to think about the, the whole methylation issue, the MTHFR. What happens when the body breaks down protein is that you'll create homocysteine. You'll create an amino acid called homocysteine if homocysteine gets oxidized, it becomes the, the, prob, the problem of heart disease. But high homocysteine is more important than high cholesterol now. What breaks down um, uh, the homocysteine properly is magnesium. And what also works in the, in the cycle of breaking down protein is the methylated B vitamins. It's it. There's a bit of complexity to it. I'm trying to write this up now because we we work with this problem with a lot of people, and it fascinates me that people are calling the MTHFR problem a genetic mutation. And oh my gosh, 30 to 50 percent of the population is affected. You know, we're all going to die. And this just came up overnight. And why did it come up? It, it's because the magnesium deficiency it is because of b vitamin deficiency and the the less grains we eat and i'm not a grain eater either the less b vitamins we have and then with the um, magnesium deficiency with the uh, mi other mineral deficiencies then i'll bring up acetaldehyde that comes from alcohol yeast overgrowth um, smoking and car exhaust so these are kind of features of our modern society that are blocking our ability to break down our homocysteine to make our folic acid in, in into a methylated folate to make our dna and rna i mean it is it's totally fascinating but it's not complex if you look at what you know epigenetically if you look at what's um, blocking enzymes uh, like methionine is important for helping make folate and um, uh, methionine synthase enzyme gets blocked by 
acetaldehyde, yeast overgrowth toxin, which is a yeast overgrowth toxin, car exhaust, cigarette smoke, and alcohol. So all the things that you talk about, Dan, when you say stop drinking soda, don't smoke, you know, all the basic things that, that we really need to follow, you are leading people um, on the path of taking better care of their, their body, um, making sure that their enzymes work, breaking down the homocysteine properly. So that was a huge sidebar to say the more protein you eat, the more homocysteine you make. And if you don't have your B's and your magnesium to break down the homocysteine, then you can be in trouble. You touched on this briefly, the, the standard American diet for those that, you know, just are, are still eating the junk that I used to eat all the time, you know, the fast <laughs> food and all that. Do you see a difference when you you see a keto patient and a standard American diet patient, are they both consistently deficient in magnesium or do you see, uh, is, is one diet worse than the other or what have you seen in your practice? I think they're consistently both low in magnesium for different reasons. And um, when I say 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium, they're, they're not getting it in their diet. And, and the, the statistics of just doing a diet inventory and and then the statistics of is there enough magnesium in your food i can give you a list of supposedly magnesium rich foods but it doesn't mean there is magnesium in those foods so whether you're you're eating what you think is a good diet or a very poor diet they're both very deficient in magnesium i as I said, if I have someone in front of me who says, I'm drinking 40 ounces of green drink a day, why aren't I getting enough magnesium? Then that's, that's like someone who's eating all this processed food and the magnesium is processed out. Right, right. Those are great points. Those are great points. On the detox side, so there's a lot of people who do these detox programs and I've always been a, like a big proponent of infrared saunas. And I actually recently came across a protocol where, where you take some niacin and you do the flushing effect, you work out a little bit, you sit in the sauna and then you take a charcoal. And one of the warnings is be careful because you can deplete your minerals and your, your vitamins. So right. just that being said, when you go through some type of detox or I know people that do the juicing and all that, mm -hmm. uh, does that put us at higher risk? Are we expelling the magnesium in our body at a quicker rate? Yeah, we are. It's interesting you bring up the, um, the nice in sauna flushing because that's um, a protocol. The Scientologists came up with it. And when I was in New York, I was there during 9-11. And I was working on the, the whole pesticide issue in New York at the time. They were spraying malathion pesticide for the the crazy bugs up there and killing people. But anyway, so I was um, just involved uh, sidebar with uh, the firemen who were trying to, right. to fix their problems. And uh, the recommendation came through to do the, the nice and flushing. And as far as I know, I don't think anybody totally followed up, but 
we heard reports that the firemen who did that type of detox did quite well. And we know how many people are dying since 9-11 with all the toxins. They were, they were inhaling mercury from the millions of fluorescent light bulbs that had mercury in them. Wow. Wow. They were inhaling mercury from the dental amalgams of people, heaven forbid, people's teeth. I mean, it was horrendous. You could smell that smell for, well, I, I lived on City Island off, uh, actually, we saw the Twin Towers from our island, and you could smell the metals way uh -huh. up in, in uh, the Bronx. But anyway. Yeah, the 9-11 the was actually, in the article, that's who they quoted, 9-11, and then of of the detox and then the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the middle eastern afghanistan soldiers who came back with a lot of heavy metals yeah. uh, in their bodies so well i'm glad it seems like it works i don't i don't know i mean i'm but then you to answer your the rest of your question right. dan yes you do have to take your minerals to replace what you're sweating out you do have to drink more water and i tell people for every quarter liter of water you drink put in a quarter teaspoon of a good unrefined sea salt and and take your take your magnesium and you know hopefully you can look at the non-laxative forms that i've been working with but you're you're going to sweat these these minerals out and there was one time uh, someone reminded me of this because i did a i did a keto uh, webinar yesterday and someone said well you said once you don't like infrared saunas what I had said was there's a protocol of yeast detox where somebody, some practitioner recommends people to sit in a sauna, infrared sauna, for at least an hour a day. And I've had people come to me afterward totally depleted of their minerals, heart palpitating, weakness, and all the rest of it because they're sweating out too much. See, you can't um, detox people who are too toxic to detox. You can't over-exercise to make up for what you haven't done for the past two or three decades. So we've, we've got a kind of a problem in that on the internet now, we'll, we'll have people uh, who will come on and say, well, I did this you know, cross-training and, and you know, I'm so healthy now. But people who are on medications, you know, overweight, their adrenals are tired, and it's because being a medical doctor, these are the people who kind of seek me out. They are in such bad shape. You don't even want to, you know, push them with your finger. They'll fall right. over. Right. Yeah. And, and so we have to be so careful when we advise people. How many times have you uh, consulted with people who do this weekend warrior stuff and then they'll collapse and say, what happened? So yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's, it's really important that people understand whatever you do, do it slowly. I mean, I, I suppose a d disclaimer, we should say, go to your doctor and let them okay you. But doctors in their seven minute appointments, they, they don't even talk to you. Right. They just hear a couple of symptoms and give you a prescription. So, I mean, thank goodness for the internet and folks like you who are, are willing to dialogue and share your information and, and support people who really need to take charge of their own health right right to the magnesium now i've read that 
the absorption rates are much different. I've read, and you can let me know if this is true, that the rubbing the magnesium on your chest is the best way to absorb. So kind of talk us through the different types of magnesium, which ones you should avoid and which ones you should take. Well, the first studies on magnesium were done with magnesium oxide because some incredibly enterprising businesswoman said, oh, I'll give free magnesium oxide for my company to researchers and they'll test it and it, it's only 4% absorbed, wow. but it still worked. But it's the one that you, you absorb 4%, the 96% goes into your intestines and causes diarrhea. So we tell people to avoid that unless you have constipation. And even on top of that, you should take another magnesium so that you get it into your cells. The most common one out there is a magnesium citrate in powder form. You put it in water and you sip it through the day. That's the key to avoiding the laxative effect is you take small doses through the day. Some people can't be bothered with that, but it's very important to, to take um, small amounts through the day in terms of the total amount. The RDA is like three, 400, uh, depending on ages and sexes, but I say you need twice the RDA. When I was um, recovering from my heart palpitations, I had to take 1,200 milligrams of uh, a magnesium, which I invented. My own magnesium is 100% absorbed at the cellular level, and I still needed 1,200 milligrams. Wow. So it's, everybody is different. I mean, I'm not a big person, and I needed that amount. So it's very hard to, um, to standardize the dosing of magnesium. There's so many things that burn it off. I, I have a blog called When Magnesium Makes Me Worse, because some people will start magnesium It'll kind of wake up their enzymes, wake up their energy. They start even feeling tingling as their nerves are healing, and they freak out because they think something's wrong. We, we kind of tell, jokingly tell them, well, your body's waking up and you're just not used to it. So, and people, so people will take magnesium, feel kind of weird, and stop it. And then the body may even feel weirder because it's withdrawn from its magnesium that it started to work with and things started opening up. So it's a very delicate process. That's why I spend a lot of time educating people about magnesium and the therapeutic effects. If you can take enough magnesium and not get the laxative effect, it's quite amazing, as I mentioned earlier in, in my Magnesium Miracle book, I've listed 65 health conditions that can be caused by magnesium deficiency. And what's happening with those 50, 65 conditions, they're being treated with medications. And the medications, especially um, drugs that have fluoride attached to the molecule to make it stronger, fluoride binds up magnesium, makes it unavailable. And in, in some very magnesium deficient people, that magnesium fluoride compound makes its way into tendons. And one of the FDA black box warnings on um, Cipro, the uh, antibiotic Cipro, is tendon rupture. And this is, this is monumental for an athlete. They'll, I've had, I had someone at the pool yesterday telling me she took one pill of a fluoride antibiotic 
and her her joints seized up and her Achilles tendon started twitching and hurting. One pill. Wow. Now, wow. That's someone who's severely magnesium deficient, but that doesn't mean she's ill. I'm saying this because in the athletic world, you may have just ran a marathon and your your magnesium is rock bottom. You get a little bit ill because you're run down. You take an antibiotic, and then boom, you've created a side effect that is acknowledged by medicine as a the tendon rupture as a side effect of this drug, but they don't know why. I'm oh. the only person that's saying it may be magnesium deficiency. Oh, that's amazing. So in our closing moments, those that don't want to get tested, I'm, I'm guessing that you would recommend get go get your test to see where you land on the magnesium scale. Um, Not necessarily. It's the safest uh, nutrient ever because even even with my magnesium, if your body is overloaded, there's too much, its exit is through the intestines or through the urine. You will lose that magnesium if you, you're taking, quote, too much. So I, oh, that's I, I do tell people if you're on medications and all the rest of it, that you, you just want to be smart and you can get that blood test. But you see, Dan, because I said it, it's not um, 100% accurate because of the mitochondria not having the magnesium, it's just a marker. It's a marker along with your clinical symptoms. Let's talk about your book and you refer to a product. Tell us about that and how we could get a hold of you to find out more. Thank you. Uh, Magnesium Miracle, um, I wrote that just before 9-11. It didn't come out for a couple years after 9-11. It was an interesting time. Second edition just out last year, August awesome book, 600 pages, 600 references. Who knew it was so important? And it's, it is very important for people who are on medication to keep taking your medications, but take your magnesium and, and other minerals as indicated. And as you feel better, you'll go to your doctor and say, well, my blood pressure is better. Can I wean off my meds? Do not think it's either one or the other. And product-wise, my product website is rnareset.com. We think the ribonucleic acid is more important than DNA, but rnareset.com. But for all my educational information, it's drcarolindean.com or drcarolindeanlive.com. Okay, perfect. And a question about your book. is: Did you write the book for the layperson or for the physician, if I would go out the, as the non-physician, would, <laughs> would I understand what's in the book? Absolutely. Okay. It, it's all referenced, so doctors uh, like it as well, but it's a good read. It's, um, I've got a lot of good reviews on the first edition on Amazon, about 800 reviews, I think, but the new edition is coming up. Yeah, people love the book. They don't like Sometimes the fact that I'm mentioning my product, but, but seriously, Dan, it is, it is revolutionary to think that you can actually saturate your body with magnesium, not get the laxative effect, and have your body function optimally. I mean, I'm, I'm in better health than I've ever been in my, what am I, in my 
sixth or seventh decade. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is okay. that. This has been a fascinating discussion, uh, bringing bringing to light the importance of magnesium. I've learned a lot today. So, Dr. Carolyn Dean, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, and aloha. Yeah. Is that where you're at? Yes. <laughs> oh well, when you said you said the pool. I figured, uh, I figured it's probably indoors, but uh, since you're in Hawaii, life is probably pretty good. Uh, it's warmed up. I live in St. Louis. It's warmed up to in the, in the 40s today, like three, four days ago, the wind chill was like 20 below zero. So it's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Global, there's global warming for you, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in St. Louis. Well, aloha, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com. And remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.